Parshas Ve'eshev, we find a very rare trap, the Shalshelis. This uncommon note appears only four times in all of the Torah, and it's found on the word Vayimoyin, and Yosef refused. After his brother sold him into slavery, he ended up in the house of the promiscuous Aishas Potiphar. She continuously tries all types of methods to seduce him, and the Torah testifies Vayimoyin. Yosef continuously rejected her and would not succumb to her advances. However, says the Gemara, one day, Mrs. Poitifar and Yosef were finally alone in the house. And Yosef felt that he could not resist her attempts anymore. And his resolve was about to break. He was on the verge of surrender. And suddenly, the Gemara says, Yosef saw the most yuknoishal aviv. He saw a reflection of his father's image. And that gave him the courage to withstand his desires. The question is, what was it about the image of his father that gave him the strength to withstand her relentless attacks? If you think about it, there was nothing really to hold him back. He was abandoned by his family, sold into slavery by his own brothers, a 17-year-old kid in a foreign decadent country. No one would have ever held him accountable for his actions. No one would have ever known. There were no cameras, no internet, no social media. This wouldn't even affect the ability of any of his family members of getting into yeshiva or seminary. So what ultimately gave him the resolve to resist? What gave him the strength to say, Vayimoyin, and I refuse? with the emphasis of the shashelis. So we know the shashelis is shaped like a chain. It connects to something that preceded it. So let's look back at the previous time the Torah mentions the word Vayimayin. We find that after the brothers sold Yosef, they dipped his kusoynus pasim, his special coat, in blood, and they told their father, a wild beast devoured him. And Yaakov immediately plunged into a state of grief and despair. The Torah says, All of his sons and daughters came to console him. However, He refused to be consoled. As the Arachayim, Yaakov Avin was sitting Shiva for his favorite son. His other 11 sons come over to try to be Menachem Avalhem. So what exactly did his sons tell him? What words of Nachama did they use to comfort their father? The Torah doesn't record their dialogue. We would think this is such vital information. What word should we use to comfort someone that just lost a child, Rahman Islam? Why doesn't the Torah record it for posterity? Says the Rechaim, you know what they told him? They actually said nothing. They were all sitting around their father and they were imploring him, look around at the rest of your children. Look around the table. We are all following your Torah values. We are all Shomer Torah Mitzvahs. We are all flourishing and successful and thriving. They implied, Granted, Yosef has abandoned the path of Yiddishkeit. But look around. Eleven of your children are doing great. One child is OTD. Eleven out of twelve. That's not a bad percentage. But Yaakov would not hear of it. They say, in business, you're only as strong as your weakest link. As a parent, you're only as happy as your least happy child. Yaakov told his sons, you're claiming Yosef has lost his way. He's somewhere far away from Yiddishkeit. However, I refuse to believe it. I still have confidence and trust in him that he has not abandoned our principles. Says the Shem Mishmuel, the two Vayimoyens are intrinsically linked. You know what gave Yosef the strength to conquer his desires and the courage to say, Vayimoyen, I refuse to give in the previous Vayimoyen. Vayimoyen leisnachem. Yosef felt the trust and the confidence his father had in him. And when you have a father that does not stop believing in you, you never stop believing in yourself. The Vimoin of Yaakov enabled and empowered the Vimoin of Yosef. 
There's an incredible story told by Rabbi Jonathan Sachs. He said, I once served as a rabbi in a congregation where there was a lot of schmoozing during davening. Once during Yontav davening, I rose to give a speech right after Kriya Satara, and the noise was deafening. I tried multiple times to get the crowd to quiet down, but to no avail. So I decided to call it quits. I sat down and we continued on to Musaf. A few days later, one of the congregants shared with me this amazing story. He said, his son suffers from a severe case of cerebral palsy. One of his greatest delights was to come to Shul Shabbos morning and watch me give the weekly Shabbos sermon. The boy did not hear the words or understand them, but he loved watching me lift and wave my hands, alter my facial features, run around and jump and scream and raise my voice and lower my voice. He wasn't always able to attend, but that Sukkot morning, my son indicated to me that he wants to come hear the speech. It took me 45 minutes to bring my handicapped son to Shul. We lived just across the street, but for us, it was a 45-minute journey. As we entered Shul, my son was so excited to see that you were just about to begin your speech. His face was beaming, smiling from ear to ear, waiting with great anticipation for a wonderful presentation which would keep him involved and inspired for the rest of the week. I could see how overjoyed he was. But then seconds later, you sat down, and you refused to continue speaking due to the noise. He was distraught. He was deeply disappointed. You let him down. It took us another 45 minutes to walk back home. And the whole time his eyes were downcast. He was devastated. You ruined his week. Rabbi, you made a huge mistake. You thought you were talking to those who listen and understand. You missed the point. You were talking to a child with cerebral palsy who just wants to see your lips moving and your hands swaying. What a story. What a lesson. We never know how we touch our children. We think we are accomplishing something by giving them a speech, when in reality, they are just watching our every step, how we act, our every gesture, waiting to emulate our every move. They're waiting to see if we trust them and have confidence in them. And just like Yosef Atzadik, if we believe in them, they will believe in themselves. And now, we know. Have a wonderful Shabbos.